0: Hello and welcome again to another episode of the PT Theater Podcast. This episode features my second period theater arts course, presenting Hamlet, the Prince of Denmark by William Shakespeare, adapted by Jennifer Kroll. It is midnight at Elsinore Castle in Denmark. On a cold, windy platform outside the castle, a guard hears a sudden noise. Who's there? Show your face. It's just me, Francisco. It's time for my shift. Have I had a quiet night so far? Not a nice Francisco leaves. A few minutes later, Rachel and Marcello arrive. Hello, but Bernardo, has the thing appeared again tonight? Not yet, but it has come every night for the past week. The man suddenly freezes. A ghostly figure passes before them. Look, there it is. It looks just like the king who died. What are you and why here? Speak to us. The ghost looks straight at the men, then silently vanishes. It will not speak to us. No, but there may be someone else who the whom may speak. I pre- better tell Prince Hammond about this. The next morning in the castle, King Claudius speaks with his family members and courtiers. There was equal amounts of delight and sadness in our hearts that my one-time sister-in-law and I celebrated our recent wedding. Despite the sadness we all feel, we must keep our tins up and look to the future. King Claudius turns to his nephew, Hamlet, who stands out to one side, staring at the ground with a dark, brooding expression on his face. Hamlet, my nephew and now son, what do you still look so down on the dumps? Please, Hamlet, don't keep looking for your noble father in the dust. You know that all lives must someday end. And all souls pass into eternity. Yes, I know. Then why do you continue to appear so depressed? I don't merely appear depressed, madam. I look on the outside is nothing compared to how I feel on the inside. You mourn your father, and that is right. But remember that your father lost a father, and that father's father lost one too. It's not mainly to grieve too much. Stop brooding over your father's death and start thinking of me as your father. After all, you are the next in line for the throne. And I feel all the love for you that our father feels for his son. Later, as the room empties out, Hamlet stands alone, still looking depressed and upset. Oh how I wish this too. She saw a flesh which has melt away. Nothing in this world seems worthwhile to me anymore. Suppose his an untended girdle weeds grow out of control. He sighs and begins to pace. I can't believe my mar- my mother married Michael so soon after my father's death. Horatio enters the room. Hello, Lord Hamlet. Horatio, it's good to see you. When did you get back from the university? Not long ago, I came for your father's funeral. I think you came to see my mother's wedding. Indeed, my lord. It followed soon after the other event. Well, we're very thrifty people around here. My mother didn't want to waste any leftover cold meat and appetizers from the funeral. You know, I would have rather fought my worst slow than attended that wedding. All I could think of was my father. My lord, I think I saw him yesterday night. Saw who? The king, your father. My father? "'Please let me explain.' Horatio begins to explain to Hamlet about the ghost that has been appearing before the guards. Meanwhile, in another part of the castle, Hamlet's girlfriend, Ophelia, bids farewell to her older brother, Laertes, who is about to head off to college in France. "'Ophelia, I'll be worrying about you while I'm away. "'I want you to watch your step with Prince Hamlet. "'I know he says some sweet things to you in the past, but—' The father Polonius enters the room. "'What is it, Ophelia, that Hamlet has said to you?' "'He has expressed his love and made many promises.' Hamlet's out of your can be trouble for you. I command you to break off your relationship with him at once. Yes, father. That night, Hamlet accompanies Horatio and Marcellus out into the guard platform, hoping to catch a glimpse of the ghost. Just before 1 a.m., the ghost appears. The three men quake with fear. Ghost of my father! Why have you come? What is it that you want us to do? The ghost begins to move down the platform, beckoning Hamlet to follow it. it. It wants me to follow it! Don't go after it, I beg you. Horatio and tried try to hold him back, but he struggles free from the grip and runs after the ghost, following it until he is high-topped to the castle battlements. <sighs> Speak to me here, ghost, and go no farther. If you ever loved me, revenge my foul and most unnatural murder. Murder? Yes, my son. I was napping in my garden as I often did. Your uncle came with a vial of deadly poison. He poured the poison out into my ears. Almost instantly it swept through my body. Thus my life... My crown and my queen were all stolen at once. That horrible wicked man! I knew it! I'll avenge you! But I command you, whatever you do, don't lay a hand on your own mother. The ghost vanishes. The next day, Ophelia follows her father's instructions. She returns Hamlet's letters and tries to avoid him. Eventually, though, he comes looking for her. After his visit, Ophelia runs to see her father. Ophelia, you look upset. What's happened? I'm so frightened. As I was sewing in my room, Hamlet came in to see me. His jacket was unlaced and his clothes were all dirty. He was so pale and his knees were shaking so hard that they knocked against each other. He acted like a crazy person. Maybe his love for you is driving him mad. What did he say? He just grabbed me hard by the wrist and for long moments he studied my face. He kept sighing. He seemed so changed, so odd. What caused the change? Do you think? Have you have you said any harsh words to him lately? No, my life. And I refused to accept his letters, and I've tried to stay away from him. Just as you asked me to. That is driving him mad. I will go and talk to the king about this. In the castle's assembly hall, King Claudius and Queen Gertrude speak with two young courtiers, named Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, who have recently arrived from England. Thanks for making the trip to Denmark so quickly. We have much need of your help here. It's Hamlet, you see. He seems so depressed. We'd like you to find out what's been bothering him. Hamlet has often spoken fondly of you two. We are hoping you can cheer him up and take his mind off his troubles. Anything we could do for your majesties. Polonius enters the room. Your Highness, I believe I know what has been troubling Hamlet. He's been driven mad by his love for my daughter, Ophelia. Claudius and Gertrude look over love letters and poems that Polonius hands them. Do you think Polonius could be right? Hamlet appears at the far end of the hall, his face buried in a book. Here he comes now. Let's leave him alone with his friends and see what they can learn. The king, the queen, and Polonius sneak off. Lord Hamlet? Hamlet looks up from his book. My good friends, how are you lads? Not too bad. You must be low on fortune's favor, or else you wouldn't be here in this prison. Prison? Yes, Denmark's a prison. Why do you say that? Hamlet refuses to answer. Instead, he asks Rosencrantz and Gilster about their travels. As they describe their voyage, they mention the fact that they, rec- they recently passed a theater troupe on the road. One of the best trips in all of Europe. They'll be here soon. Won't it be fun to see them perform? Not long afterward, a flourish of trumpets can be heard, and the theater troupe enters the castle. The prince and his friends go to meet them. <laughs> Welcome, actors! Will you be putting on a show for us in the next few days? Yes, indeed. What shows do you perform? Julius Caesar, the the of Troy, you can pretty much do any story you'd like. How about the Murder, Gonzaga? Do you know that story? Yes. Good. I'd like to see you perform that one tomorrow night. A little later, Hamlet paces the library, alone, talking to himself. My coward, villain! Those towels probably fit me well enough. Here I am, the son of dear murdered father, ordered by his ghost to avenge his death, and instead of acting, I stand, unloading the grief of my heart with words. Hamlet we'll pauses for a moment. But what if that ghost is really a demon sent so to test me? I'd better make double sure my uncle is guilty before I act. That's where the theater troupe will come in handy. I'll watch Clytus' reaction to their performance tomorrow night. Then I'll have better proof of his guilt. Yes, indeed. The place worth the thing wherein I'll catch the conscience of the king. By the next day, Hamlet's met, mental health or lack thereof has become the talk of the castle. When you talked to Hamlet yesterday, did he tell you what's bothering him? He wouldn't say. Have you managed to get him interested in some kind of lighthearted activity? I think a trip arrived at the castle yesterday. Hamlet seemed very eager to see the players perform. In fact, he wanted to make sure that your Majesty attended their performance tonight. I'm relieved to hear that Hamlet's taken an interest in such things. Go and keep working on cheering him up. We will, my lord. Bros and Crancy go and and leave. My dear, will you leave us also, Polonius and I are going to set up a meeting between Ophelia and Hamlet in order to see how he responds to her. As you wish. The queen leaves. The king and Polonius get Ophelia to stand in the hallway, pretending to read a book. They duck it out of sight when they see Hamlet coming. To be? Or not to be? <laughs> that is the question. Is it nobler to quietly suffer the stones and arrows of fortune flings at me? Should I fight back against the sea of troubles? tie to sleep? That would end all this heartache and pain. Part of me wishes I could die and be done with this world. I'd what happens after death. Hamlet spots Ophelia. Good day, my lord. How are you today? Well, well, well. I have some things I've been wishing to return to you. She holds out a bundle of love letters, poems, and trinkets. Hamlet looks at her blankly. I never gave you such things. You know you did. He said so many sweet words when he gave these things to me. You should never believe sweet words in the sour world. Hamlet begins to rant and rave at Ophelia. Get thee to a nunnery! Why would you wish to marry anyhow and bring me sinners into this world? Eventually, Hamlet runs out of steam and shuffles off. Ophelia stares after him with tears streaming down her face. I don't think love is the cause of Hamlet's behavior, and I also don't think he's insane, but I do think he is dangerous. I think I'd better get him away from here. I'll send him to England. We owe the English king a visit and some tribute money. Hamlet can deliver that. As you wish, my lord. Before he leaves, why don't you have the queen talk with Hamlet privately one last time? Perhaps she will be able to get some real answers out of him. Claudius agrees. A message is sent to Hamlet, saying that he is to see his mother after the evening's entertainment has ended. That night, the king and queen and all of the courtiers attend the theater's performance, The Murder of Gonzago. The play is the story of a woman who conspires to have her husband poisoned. Once he is dead, she marries the poisoner. At the moment in the play, when the poisoner is pouring his deadly potion into a sleeping man's ears, King Claudius suddenly rises, looking shaken. Give me some lights! Stop the play! Everybody out! Lights! Lights! The lights are lit. In confusion, everyone files out of the room. A little later, King Claudius stands in his private chambers, talking to Rosencrantz and Gillenstern, I don't think it's safe to keep Hamlet here, given the way he's been acting lately. Therefore, I am asking you to return to England and take him with you. I will give you papers that you can deliver to the English king, introducing Hamlet and explaining our situation. Your safety and the safety of your people are our greatest concerns, Your Highness. Rose and Crancy Gill turned part, leaving Claudius alone, looking frightened and shaken. The offense I committed sinks to high heaven to kill my own brother, and now guilt and fear hound me every minute. Claudius falls to his knees, attempting to pray. I want to pray, but what words can I use? How can I ask for or be granted forgiveness when I continue to wear this ill-gotten crown? How can I ask for forgiveness when I continue to be married to the queen? I'm stuck in a pit of corruption and sin, and I can't get out. Hamlet enters the room quietly, with the sword drawn. Now I should do it. I should kill him. He raises the sword, then pauses. <laughs> Look at him. He's praying. If I kill him now, he might go straight to heaven. My father had no chance to confess his sins before he was killed. No. To kill Claudius when he's in a rage or swearing or drunk, not when he sprang. I'll wait. Hamlet puts the sword down and sneaks away. Later that night, Queen Gertrude stands in her private chamber, speaking to Polonius. You must tell Hamlet that his behavior of late has been unacceptable to the king. I will, but hide now. I hear him coming. Polonius hides behind a tapestry. Why did you wish to see me? Hamlet, you've offended your father. Mother, you've offended my father. You have a wicked tongue, my son. No, I think the wickedness is all your own. Hamlet, have you forgotten to whom you're speaking? No, I certainly haven't. You're the queen, your husband's brother's wife, and you're also my mother, though I wish it weren't the case. She rises to leave, looking both indignant and scared. I'll not speak to you if you're going to be like this. Hamlet grabs his mother by the arm, holding her back. No, you'll sit down and listen to me. Gertrude struggles against Hamlet's grip. She looks very frightened. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna kill me? Help! Help! What's going on? Hamlet hears a voice. He turns and sees that someone is hiding behind the tapestry. Ha! <laughs> I smell a rat! Hamlet draws a sword and runs the blade through the tapestry. Plenty of shrieks and falls to the ground. Oh Hamlet. Oh. What a rash and bloody deed. Yes, a bloody deed. Almost as bad, good mother as to kill a king and marry with his brother kill a king yes that's what i said hamlet pulls the tapestry aside and discovers polonius's body oh it's polonius <laughs> that intruding fool farewell old man i did not intend to kill you i'm a stick you for your better after polonius's murder the king and queen hurry hamlet off to england rose and Guildenstern and accompany him carrying papers to deliver to the english king although no official pronouncement of polonius's death is made Ophelia soon finds out the truth, badly shaken and afraid that she's losing her grip on reality. She writes to her brother Laertes, begging him to return from France. By the time Laertes has returned return to Denmark, Ophelia has gone mad. Laertes longs to avenge his father's death and his sister's mental class by killing Hamlet. It becomes clear that they may soon have the opportunity after two letters arrive from Hamlet. Horatio receives the first one. We were on our way to England. Had been sailing for two days when our ship was attacked by pirates. In the skirmish, I was taken prisoner. Fortunately, the pirates were willing to release me with the understanding that I would repay the favor something. As you read this, I'm on my way back to Denmark. Rosencrantz and stern control on their way to England. I have much more to tell you, but it can wait till next time I see you. Your friend, Hamlet. The king receives a different letter. He shares the contents with Laertes. Your Majesty, I am about to arrive back in your kingdom. I am unarmed and without any money or possessions. I ask you to show mercy toward me. As soon as I see you, I'll explain the circumstances of my son, strange Turn, Hamlet. He's coming back. Now I'll have to face me and face what he's done. Laertes, your desire for revenge is natural, and I don't intend to stop you. However, I ask you to go about it my way, okay? I have a scheme in mind through which you can get your revenge without taking any blame for your actions. What do you propose? I'll coax Hamlet into fencing with you. During the match, you can kill him and pretend it was an accident. I'll put some poison on the tip of my sword so that even a small cut will do him. And just in case that fails, we'll also have a cup of poison right at the sidelines for him. Just then, Claudius and Laertes hear an anguish cry. The queen rushes into the room. Laertes, your sister has drowned. Drowned? Where? In the brook, down by the weeping willow. She wandered down there, covered herself in flower chains and garlands. And then lay down in the water, singing. Eventually, the water pulled her under. Ophelia drowns. Alas, when Hamlet returns to Denmark, the first person he goes to see is his trusted friend Horatio. The two walk as they stroll through the local churchyard. When Rosencrantz and Guildenstern were looking, I saw a peek at those documents they were carrying. I'm glad that I did. And one of them, Claudius had requested that I be beheaded as soon as I reached the English court. So, what'd you do? I made some changes to the documents and put them back where I'd found them. I guess the papers are still on their way to England along with the Grant, of Dormister. Horatio and Hamlet come upon a gravedigger, singing as he digs. How can he sing like that when he's digging graves? He's dug so many he can do it now without thinking about it. Hamlet leans down and picks up a skull that's been exposed during the digging. This skull had its tongue in at once and could sing too. Whose was it? Do you know? Dasco was York. He was the king's jester. Alas! Oh, yes. Poor York! I knew him. Horatio. In fact, when I was a little boy, he'd carry me on his back a thousand times. A funeral procession enters the churchyard. Hamlet and Horatio stand back, watching as the king, the queen, clergy, and a number of lords and ladies approach a newly dug grave. A body is lowered down. The queen throws petals into the open grave. Sweets to the sweet. Farewell, Ophelia. I hoped you would be my daughter-in-law. I thought I'd be putting flower petals on your bridal bed, not on your grave. Ophelia, dead? Oh no! I hope doom falls heavily on the head of the man responsible for this. Hamlet steps forward. I fear I may be the man of whom you speak, Laertes. Please know that I never meant for this to happen. I loved Ophelia. Hamlet, you're back. Now you'll pay. Laertes lunges for Hamlet. They wrestle until they are forcibly parted. Please, don't hurt him. He didn't mean to cause your sister's death. He was out of his head when he killed your father. Eventually, Laertes is calm. But as Hamlet and Horatio exit the churchyard, Claudius leans over and whispers in Laertes' ear Just be patient. You'll have your revenge yet. The next day, a message comes from Hamlet as he stands speaking to Horatio His Majesty wanted me to tell you that he has made a wager with the King of France. Laertes, who has nearly returned from France, is known to be a very good fencer. King Claudius has wagered that in a dozen fencing passes between you and Laertes, he shall not exceed you by three heads. What's riding writing on this wager? Six barbary horses and six fancy, expensive French re Well, it's the time of day when I should take on some exercise. If someone will bring the foils, I will see if I can win this bet for the king. Osric departs. Soon servants come in carrying seating cushions, fencing foils, and wines. They begin setting up for the match. If you feel at all uncomfortable or threatened, just say the word. I'll do what I can to stop or stall this match. There's no way to stall one's fair ratio. Right? If my time is come, my time is come. Larysies, Claudius, Gertrude, and the other lords and ladies arrive. Come, Hamlet. Shake hands with Larysies before the match. Hamlet takes Larysies's hand. Give me your pardon, sir. I have done you wrong, but I did not intend to. It was my madness, not I. I pardon you. Come then. Let's fence. Your talented shot here today will match against my lesser ability. Hamlet and Larrytons begin to fence. Hamlet scores a hit. You look thirsty, Hamlet. Here, have a drink. Claudius holds a cup out to Hamlet. I'll finish this bout first. Send my a drink over there. The fencing match continues. Hamlet <coughs> scores another hit. Our son is going to win. Gertrude picks up the cup that Claudius has offered to Hamlet. Here's to your success, my son. No, don't drink from that cup. It is too late. The queen is already drinking poison. The fencing continues. Laertes wounds Hamlet in the angry scuffle that follows. The two of them change blades. Moments later, Hamlet wounds Laertes. Over at the sidelines, the queen suddenly slumps onto the floor. The queen, what's wrong? She swooned when she saw you both bleeding. No, the drink. Oh, my dear Hamlet, I am poisoned. My mother is poisoned. There's a villain in this room. The room erupts in chaos. Hamlet turns and stares with blazing eyes at the king. Somebody lock the doors! I'm gonna finish this now! Just then, there collapses, gasping. It's too late, Hamlet. You only have half an hour left to live. The blade you hold has a poison tip. Its wounds are fatal. Poison on the blade as well as in the cup? Then let it do its work. Hamlet stabs the king. And drink this! Hamlet grabs a goblet full of poison wine. He holds it to the king's mouth and forces him to drink. Freshly leaps up, grabbing at the poison wine goblet. Give me some of that poison. My best friend's going to die so much. No! In order to pre- prevent Horatio from drinking, Hamlet downs the rest of the wine himself. Then he collapses onto the floor. Horatio kneels beside him. Horatio, you must stay here and tell my sad story to this harsh world. Tears stream from Horatio's eyes as he watches Hamlet's breathing slow and stop. A noble heart has cracked. Good night. Just then, a trumpet announces an arrival at the castle. An ambassador from England enters the room. What a horrifying sight. I guess I have come too late to deliver my news to his lordship. I wanted to tell him that his command has been carried out. cranes, and Giddingstern are dead. You see, thanks to the one who never gave that command. Come, let's bear away these bodies. We will bury Lord Hamlet like a soldier, for I think that is fitting. Given the struggles he faced, had he lived, I believe he would have been a great king. And that's a wrap. Wait! I messed up. I did, messed you up. Did, I did you that? Did you not hear that? When you say, "Ladies good. and gentlemen, this has been a production of my second period what? theater arts class presenting Hamlet, the Prince of Denmark." Thanks for listening.